Hello, and welcome to Retro Remixes. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the survival horror turned action, or, well, just action game turned yeah. survival horror turned action game turned survival horror and hopefully, well, turned, turned mix actually. And yeah. that game is Resident Evil 4. Hopefully it's no, Sorry, that game is Resident Evil in its entirety. And my name is Aaron. And I'm John. Well, let's get started. So yes, Today we're discussing an entire series rather than one specific remake. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fair, right? The the thing is, is that like we're we're not we're not judging a particular re-release or remake. We're just judging this series's competency or its integrity to players in in releasing new game or re-releasing games in a manner that is healthy <laughs> i feel like they stumbled coming out the gate and at one point they uh sorry i just got a message from neil <laughs> <laughs> they stumbled coming out the gate and at one point they they got a little too far ahead of themselves but they do every once in a while knock it out of the park um like I was saying before we started recording, the director's cut release of Resident Evil on the PlayStation, the original Resident Evil re-release, was a mess, especially for the international release. Um, but they did eventually come back around and re-release Resident Evil in a way that I feel was like chef's kiss. Wow, beautiful, perfect. <clears throat> it's like it's it just they stumbled coming out of the gate. Honestly, is the way I see it. Did they go overboard? They have to say, yeah, because they, they started re-releasing left, right, up, down, and sideways. But I mean, it was just such a popular title, um, popular yeah. uh, franchise. And it makes me sad because we were just talking about Capcom and its release schedule with Mega Man and how we felt it was good, <laughs> that they did such a great job with it. Mm. Um, and then now we come to another Capcom game. Although Capcom's Capcom's issues with ports and um, re-releases, it's not so much their release schedule. In in their case, it becomes a question of quality, um, and that's not to say that they can't do a good re-release of a title like say Mega Man or whatever. But they tend to outsource a lot of that stuff to people that just aren't going to put in the amount of effort for quality for that release and. I feel like that's kind of why, for the longest time, um, gamers referred to them as Crapcom. Because it was just like, oh, here's another crap, you know, re-release. You're going to slap a coat of paint on the same old game. And I wonder maybe if it's just Mega Man wasn't necessarily as popular a title, so they didn't, they didn't try. They didn't push for creating something like that. But we're not talking about the Blue Bomber today. We're talking about uh, zombies and zombie dogs and big hulking zombies and more zombies dated creatures and and so on and then your hero which originally was like barely surviving to eventually yeah. you know kicking yeah. kicking giant monstrosities in the face <laughs> and don't forget that one time you punched a boulder into submission <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, th I think resident evil has had um at least the first resident evil if we were to if we were to break out from beginning to end, right? And say Resident Evil 1 has had its fair share of re-releases, but the only real, like, remix, the only real, like, upgrade that it's gotten was the uh, GameCube remake. 
that they released with well, it was, it was almost like a GameCube launch title. So it came out in what, like '03? Um, the GameCube version for PlayStation or for, no, for no. Resident Evil? Yeah, for Resident Evil. Yeah. I don't believe there was a Resident Evil GameCube version. Bro, I will go get it out of my closet right now. There was a Resident Evil 2 GameCube version that released 2003. It shall return. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's going to look. Because, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I see PlayStation, I see Micro, I see PC, I see PlayStation, I see Sega Saturn, I see PlayStation... I see Nintendo DS, and then I see PlayStation 3, Portable, and Vita, and then PlayStation 4 and 5 for the original Resident Evil. Um, which is just crazy that there's three different instances where they released Resident Evil um, for the same con for the same console, PlayStation. That just blows my mind. Resident Evil 2 only had two at least, so that's not bad. And then most of the other ones were at least at least they waited till new versions of consoles to be able to release new ones. Um, not too bad or anything like that. Resident Evil itself, I've seen I've seen most of the other ones. Resident Evils one, two, three. They've been relatively not too bad with re-releasing um their problem really came a lot more just in that they they staggered launches on multiple different platforms when they started i don't know if that was to just you know keep interest high throughout the years uh, eventually they did stop that and they went to like what we feel like the standard re-release uh, format where they re-release on new consoles um for me though i feel like you know, Resident Evil doesn't necessarily need to be on every different iteration of the console. Like it doesn't need to be on PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, 4, and 5. I think the initial intent was to, uh, it was a PlayStation exclusive, but when they're like, oh shit, this is like doing, doing gangbusters numbers, like, we're just gonna put it on everything. And it took time to do those re-releases or whatever. It took time to put a game that was made for the PlayStation on, say, the Nintendo 64, and that required a team to, you know, to make that happen. So sometimes those releases were staggered a bit. Um, this is just to prove a point. Like this, this whole section of camera here that you should be looking at, Aaron. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw it right here. Yeah. So yeah, it came out on GameCube. that it's not a mocked-up uh, case. With like no, see, there's the discs and everything too, and the manual. Look, it's complete. Look at that. That's probably worth some money, there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, it might be a sell it. Look at that. So okay, uh, apparently Resident Evil also had a GameCube release for for the for the original one. I just that just seems to just stretch it even more for me that these things are re-released too many times. When I think about it, well, I mean. Like I was going to say before you started to insinuate that a game I own didn't exist. Um, <laughs> the GameCube re-release of Resident Evil isn't really a re-release so much as it's a complete it's a complete rebuild from the ground up. Um, it's all new graphics, all new dialogue and everything, you know. They they basically redid the original Resident Evil from 
you know, from Brick Run One. And the game that they released is like if you go on Xbox right now and picked up the original Resident Evil, this would be the version you'd be getting. You'd be getting it with HD graphics, but that that would be the game you'd be getting. So, yeah. like that is actually a remix. Like that's mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, for me that's still a re-release, right? I mean, upscaled graphics and some some minor changes are not necessarily minor. Are- change- Aaron, have you played the you've played the original Resident Evil, right? Yes, you've you've played mm-hmm. it, you've owned it, right? I want you to play that, right? Then go play the GameCube remake and tell me it's just a re-release. And when you're done lying to me and yourself, smack yourself in the face. Okay. Well, it, there needs to be a different uh, differentiation between re-releases and remakes, right? Because Resident Evil has been remade as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you this. This is a remake. Okay. So what what about what about Resident Evil One remake that was like 2020? <clears throat> if they like, you're talking about the one that you can get on Xbox One. That's no, just I'm talking. They they did a complete brand new remake. Like that one was not. It's not a re-release. Um. I don't. I don't even know. They like they went through all of the different Resident Evils and they basically had a few that they've started to. They've started to remake uh, recently. Uh, one, two, three, and then four being coming out. Yeah, four uh, next year. Resident Evil Four will be coming out here soon, and that's built on the RE engine, which is what they've been using for. Resident Evil games since Resident Evil 7. Um, and that's built sort of in the vein of Resident Evil 4. That is a remake, too. It's a completely different game from the ground up. Even more so than this. And this I feel like the Resident game. Evil version for... I guess that must be for Xbox. It's just an HD version of this. No. No, it's not. Aaron, I own it. I've played it. Yeah, like, why would I lie to you about that? Do you want to clap? Do you want applause? Yeah, I no. can put some applause in the background. I'm saying, for you. Like, why? Why would I lie to you about that? If I said something like, "I get that I talk out of my ass sometimes, Aaron," but this is not an instance of me talking out of my ass. I am correct in the assessment that I just presented to you. <laughs> the HD version of Resident Evil that you can pick up on Xbox Live right now is an HD remake of this version of Resident Evil. I well, promise you. I mean, well, okay, as compared to, like, the original, original Resident Evil 1, sure, right? Because that's the last version that has been updated, basically. Um, the re-releases before that have just been, like, basically ports, straight straight ports. Well, if you're talking about, like, stuff like the uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut or whatever, then, yeah, the other versions of that, yeah, were straight ports. And the other the other Resident Evil games released on the GameCube, with the exception of Resident Evil Zero, which was released originally for GameCube, those were all just ports. So Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, and I think they even did Code Veronica on GameCube, were just straight ports. This is not a port. This is a remake from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Now the version that you'll get on Xbox, that is a port of this remake. 
No, I don't feel it's a port. I feel that one's also another remake, if you want to go that route. What makes it a remake? It has all the same features and HD graphics. That's it. It's the same graphics, they just put an HD coat of paint on it. So what makes it a remake as opposed to a re-release? This, by the way, is the meat and potatoes of this podcast today, guys, because we started talking about that. We needed to to differentiate between a re-release and a remake. This is a remake... Right, the GameCube Resident Evil was a remake. Meanwhile, the 13 different versions of Resident Evil 4, with a few notable exceptions that I'll get into when we get to that, are mostly re-releases. <laughs> um, but I, 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 this is a question I have to ask, and the way that Aaron answers this is going to determine how the rest of this podcast is going to go. What constitutes a remake versus a re-release? Well, a re-release is a usually a straight to well, it's just a port of the game. Um, it may have additional features. Uh, there's a certain level of like critical mass when it comes to additional features. Like so, if those additional features are tied directly to the game itself inside the game, then that's a remake, right? But if they're outside of the game, like, so take the, the, um, as an example, take like the Sonic. Um, it's a re-release. We're back to our first retro remix episode, Sonic Origins. Yeah. Go take a look at that if you, if you're interested, but it's a re-release of the new, the new version of Sonic, right? The one that you talked about. Mobile ports of Sonic's one and two and sonic cd yes um, and that's because like because like the original the, the game in it is just a, a new port of the game but it has a lot of other stuff but it's all outside of the game yeah those are like extra bonus features yeah yeah, yeah I, get, I get what you're saying there and then a remake would be games that were would be games that had directly altered the the uh, the game itself so, like, in the case... There's something back, new in the game, or... To go back to Resident Evil, right? To, to bring us back to our, our topic of discussion. Um, the GameCube version of Resident Evil, the GameCube remake of Resident Evil, is a complete graphic overhaul, right? So that's, that's step one. Mm-hmm. It's redone dialogue. It's new areas that weren't in the original Resident Evil. It's new features that didn't exist in the original Resident Evil. Example... Um, defensive items, daggers, you know, tasers and grenades that didn't exist in the original version of Resident Evil and new enemies that didn't exist in the original version of Resident Evil. That constitutes a remake. That is a remake from the ground up. It's not simply just a port and re-release of the previous game. Mm-hmm. Like, say, Resident Evil Director's Cut where they had some crappy music and you know, the still-censored original opening for the international release. That, to me, is just a re-release. Um, you know, but this is m- much more than just, you know, new coat of paint, same old game. Um, now, the Xbox version that you can get is just this on Xbox. That's a re-release. Why? What does what the Resident Evil 2015 uh, remake have that or doesn't have basically that qualifies it, it, for the fact that it's just a re-release because all it is is this with hd graphics 
Is that it? Is that yeah. is that all it has? Yes. Nothing else. It's just an HD re-release of this. All right, let's see. And that begs the question, Aaron, if you were, because I know you're looking it up right now, because you really <laughs> want to get me wrong. Um, <laughs> were you to find something, where is your critical mass for haha? Like, there's enough here to justify calling it a re-release, a remake rather than a re-release. Well, we'll have to find out when I find out what the differences was. So if he if he only finds one thing, that's gonna be enough. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have a, I have integrity. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> okay, yeah. Aaron, I'm looking right. for okay. So, um, an upscaling in graphics, uh, I don't feel counts. I yeah, mean, yes, they went into the engine and they did some updates. Um, but like, if GameCube, if all they did was if they just, you know, if they converted the graphics, then I, I wouldn't have considered that a remake, right? Um, well, I, I went through and listed everything because I'm like, if I just say it's a graphical upgrade, he's going to say that's not enough. No, uh, yeah, and I don't feel it is. I mean, that's. No, and and you'd be right. Just a graphical upgrade, I would I would think wouldn't be enough to constitute calling it a remake altogether. But yeah. this has all I mean, kind like of re-releases that don't have the graphical update are also just re-releases. They're just crappier re-releases. Yeah, yeah. For instance, the GameCube ports of Resident Evils two and three. Those are just straight up a re-release of the PlayStation versions. They didn't like. I think they cleaned up some textures. Like I don't think they were worth calling it a a remake altogether. You know, I, I, I don't think they even used new art for the covers. Like, it was the PlayStation art on a GameCube case. Um, I don't have those. Those are harder to come by. Um, I don't even remember when those released. But uh, if someone wants to send me a copy, I would I would love to try it out. <laughs> All right. So would you like to know the list, the very wide and many lists? There's, there's a list. There's yeah. a list. Yeah. I bought our listeners $20 that nothing on this list is substantial in any way. <laughs> this is huge list. But, oh, please. Oh, please do. Aaron, please. All right. You ready? You ready for yeah. this huge list? Go We're for gonna it. take a bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking for like a half hour. This is the episode that's, here. That's so. cool. I got time. It's cool. Yeah. All right. New control options, widescreen support, and improved high-definition graphics. Okay, so there were two more features than the one that I mentioned. That's right. Yeah, you're right. No, that's... No, no, no you're fine. You're, you're right. You're right. The the re-release in 2015. Yeah, was it 2015? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I know I bought it a while ago, but I don't remember exactly when it was that I bought it. So I don't, it was on sale, I think. There was like a... There was a package with this and Resident Evil Zero, and I was like, oh, I never played Resident Evil Zero. It was hard to get on the GameCube, so I thought I'd buy it. <clears throat> But, uh, Which makes because I thought that I thought that this new series of games that they were doing were all of the remakes. But I guess because oh. Resident Evil Two that released in 2019, I believe, was a remake. Yes, that is 100% a remake. It's built on, and that's kind of where I was going. Is like, oh, because Resident Evil Three came out, and that was also a remake. And I'm like, okay, so like this this new iteration was the iteration that they did all the remakes on. Oh, okay. I see. So you thought they started doing it in 2015. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's wrong, but it's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Like I said, like, yeah, yeah. That was kind of my, my, my opinion there because, um, because I think the only ones that I've really played would be the, would be the, the remake version. I, yeah. Right? I, I, I mean, obviously I played the PlayStation version, but I mean, 
I mean, I didn't play... Well, it's been a long time since I played the PlayStation version. This is where our listeners are going to make fun of me. And I, I believe I may have said this before on our regular podcast. But just in case I didn't, I, I know I'm going to be made fun of for saying this, but it needs to be said anyway. I didn't play the original Resident Evil as a kid because I was scared of it. <laughs> because zombies freak me out. And that game started to terrify me after a while. So I never played it. But it was fun to watch other people play. It was like watching a horror movie. I just never played it myself because I got way too invested in it. I still can't play it all in one go. Like, I play it in short bursts if I play it at all. Mm. <laughs> Which is I like... Mean, I mean... Um, I know, but... <laughs> if you're talking that vein, it's more of the... Um, this, it's more... Because, it, I mean, even with Resident Evil, the original, you had more opportunity to resist against the enemies so this was my first exposure to resident evil like on the whole as a franchise this was the first one i played for any length of time and while we're on that subject let me share a fun little story with our listeners that they may not know my mom bought me this game when i was 15 16 years old something like that this came out in 02 so yeah let's say 15 um I got stuck. Back in 02, when you got stuck in a game, you didn't have access to YouTube to look up a video of how to get through whatever part you were stuck in. You bought these things called strategy guides. So I went to our local store and I picked up a copy of the Prima official strategy guide. Prima was a big deal back in the day. I think you can still find these guides, but they're probably worth some cash now. I bought the I went to buy the game for the guide. Or the guide for the game. A game which I already owned, right? Here it is in my hands. They wouldn't let me buy the guide because I was underage. <laughs> I had to hand the guide to my mom, who's behind me in line, and say, they won't let me buy this, you have to buy it. <laughs> One of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. But um, I mean, that's an interesting thing in that, do you think, um, do you think if Resident Evil... If this, if if the game itself, like Resident Evil's remake, say for GameCube, came out nowadays, would it still have gotten the mature rating? Oh well, I mean, there's still blood and gore and you know violence. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, those things have slipped, right? Y you mean do you think by today's standards that you think it's not as graphic as it? I don't know, dude. Like, well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not even talking that. I'm just like, like blood does not necessarily like. Like nowadays, blood is like, oh, that's PG thirteen. It was like cursing, yeah, that's still PG thirteen. It's like it needs to be hardcore sex for things to be like mature. <laughs> well, I think it, I think it depends on because with, uh, with we're talking film ratings here for a second. With PG thirteen, you get access to a single fuck. You can say fuck once in a film and have it still be PG thirteen. Good example of that is the second Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage. They had one fuck, and they used it at the end. <laughs> it, it, was, it was well used if you don't know look up the uh, welcome to carnage like fuck this guy scene it's the only time you ever hear the word fuck in that movie and it's incredible it's hilarious I love it um, <laughs> but that's that's an entirely different topic not to get too far off but uh, Aaron brought up the Resident Evil 2 remake because like he was saying there was a rash uh, well rash makes it sound like it's a negative thing there was <laughs> There was an outpouring of Resident Evil remakes that started with Resident Evil 2. Um, 
and because the Xbox One release of Resident Evil HD was in 2015, and it was so close to the Resident Evil 2 re release, you thought that it was all like this one thing, right? Um, it's an entirely different game from the original RE2, because RE2 played much like the first Resident Evil, with fixed camera angles and tank controls and all that, but the remake is an over-the-shoulder game similar to Resident Evil 4, right? So it's it's a different experience, I think, overall, and, and that matters a great deal. Um, I think we're starting to see a resurgence of love for a game like Resident Evil 4, which was a terrific game. It was re-released entirely too many times, but but uh, it was it was a great game. Um, and Resident Evil's 2 and 3 were both built around the same time, built using the RE engine, and matter of fact, you can get them now released as a package called the Raccoon City Edition. That's how I bought it, because I really wanted to play 2 and 3. Yeah. So when you talk Resident Evil 4, um, it's almost, it's close. There's almost been an, a new Resident Evil 4 that's been out on some platform every two years at least every two years yeah because like you were saying they, they kept re-releasing it on everything like the original resident evil 4 which is also a game i have a copy of um was released only on the nintendo gamecube because capcom had a a deal with nintendo with regards to resident evil that they would only release resident evil titles on nintendo's gamecube platform that exclusivity deal did eventually run out and when it did you immediately saw resident evil 4 which was their their big flagship title that got exploded all over the gaming landscape because there was a re-release for resident evil 4 on the playstation which i i would constitute it as a re-release because there's a whole lot of new content that wasn't available in the original gamecube release or i would call it a remake in the playstation version that was the introduction to them um well mercenaries has been around since resident evil 3 and that was released in in three it was available in four it's available in four on ps2 but i think there may have been new characters as well yeah well i just meant like uh resident evil 4 the gamecube version didn't have yeah it didn't have some major bit that resident evil 4 on the playstation did it didn't have the separate ways campaign it didn't have ada's separate ways campaign and there were a couple of exclusive costumes and weapons that the GameCube version didn't have. The GameCube version didn't have Leon's like gangster outfit and it didn't have the parasite removal laser as a reward for completing professional. Everything else it had and better graphics, might add, because the GameCube was superior in terms of graphical horsepower to the PlayStation. Sorry Sony fanboys, those are just facts. Um and I'm not saying that to be mean to anybody, because I love my PS2, but that's just a fact. Like, the GameCube had superior graphical horsepower. Um, would it compare to anything now? Oh, God, no. Um, but but it, the, its games hold up surprisingly well. Like, I think the GameCube's graphics hold up really well. Um, Relatively. I mean, yeah, those yeah. those things do end up looking outdated, but oh, um, yeah. it's because they it it depends on the platform, right? Um, PlayStation I felt has always tried to really push the edge of the 3D landscape, and because of that, yeah. it looks good at the time, but it doesn't age well. Yeah, it, it ages pretty poorly. Yeah, I remember. Whereas when I feel like um, oh, it looks so was a little more back 
backdoor for that. They they'll they'll go with the more tried and true stuff, which means it does age a little better because it's already been out there for a while. So well, uh, Nintendo's more interested in the experience rather than you know making it look really pretty. Like Nintendo wants the games to look gorgeous, sure, but it's more about the experience of playing the game than it is about the way the game looks. You know, you're not going to find too many, and I know, like, there's somebody out there that's going to be like, here's a list of Switch games with absolutely no substance in them at all. But <laughs> what I was about to say is you're not going to find too many Nintendo games that are style over substance. Some, sure, but not a whole boatload. Well, um, I mean, more third-party stuff, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it's a third-party platform. Mm. Um, you know, everybody can release games on it, so... But, I mean, the stuff that Nintendo's explicitly been pushing or gets, like, solo content for and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the first-party titles are generally very, very polished and very good. <clears throat> um, I mean, but they also do a lot of experimental stuff, which isn't necessarily... Yeah, the Wii U was considered a gigantic flop, I'm sure. Um, well, I mean, but I mean, like, experimental games using those experimental features, too, that end up being... I mean, because they were more showcases for the feature than anything else. Yeah. So, like, Skyward, Skyward Sword being a showcase of, like, Wii Motion Plus. Yeah. And, you know, that eventually became a standard feature for Wii controllers. And, yeah. yeah you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, yeah, Nintendo definitely, I feel, is a little more solid with their graphics. They, they're not necessarily on the cutting edge of the graphics. And because of that, they hold up better. But, well, it's, it's one of those things where they're like, we know we can do this, and we know we can do it well. Yeah. And I think that uh, to, to bring us back to our main uh, point of contention here, our main topic, the Resident Evil remake on GameCube still holds up pretty well graphically. Um, and you can check out the HD version on the Xbox One and see for yourself. I think it holds up very well. Um, now, the GameCube releases of 2 and 3, like I said, are literally just ports of those games. So those graphically are are mud compared yeah. to them. Oh, but then, I mean, you can just get the remakes that they made in 2019 and 2020 or 2021. If, if you've never played Resident Evils 2 and 3 and you're looking for something that is it's a new experience, I absolutely recommend you pick these up. Um, I would love to play the original Resident Evils 2 and 3, and thanks to Aaron and, and Piracy, I have the opportunity to do that. Um... <laughs> But I haven't I haven't done that yet. Because <laughs> those will be yeah those will be the the original PlayStation versions. Yeah. I'm not advocating piracy, although I totally am because we've been doing that a lot on this show. <laughs> um, um, no, yeah. it's interesting that so like, do you feel that the remakes of two and three were modeled more after Resident Evil Four? I feel like they um, I feel like they did pick up some of Resident Evil 4's kind of like the things that it innovated on the over the shoulder camera that sort of thing but I, I also feel like they did a lot to differentiate because Resident Evil 4 and you'll agree with me on this it's not really a very scary game like it's not a survival horror game in the vein of games like Resident Evil's 1, 2 or you know to a lesser degree 3 yeah. it's more of an well, action I was mentioning before at the beginning of the title is that you know, there was a, there was an instance where this game, where the series went survival horror, and that was at the that beginning. Was, that was, the and then they went to action, and that was that was four. And I think four was, if you wanted like a, if you want a, a sliding 
a sliding bar here. Uh, 10 being, say, like, maximum action and one being, like, maximum survival horror. I feel like one and three were somewhere in, on the lower side, right? But under five. I feel one, one, two, three were under five, and you're saying yeah. it was like what a five a six. or six? I'm thinking it's six, right? It's five or six, right on the line, and then and then um, five or six. The Re- Resident Evil five or six, I felt started pushing further and further. Say like six might have even been like eight or nine. No, six is an eleven, dude. Like six, <laughs> it's all action. Like it's the only Resident Evil game where you have two guns, like a gun in each hand, and you never worry about running out of ammo. Um never becomes a problem for me i i replay i mean and that's that is a part of survival horror is restriction being feeling restricted um adds an element of suspense well i mean it's the survival horror aspect of resident evil right in particular as a franchise and this is you know true of a lot of survival horror type games it's resource management you know i have ammunition for these guns are these enemies worth like destroying should i should i fight them and destroy them or should i just sneak around them are they easy enough to get around that i can get through the room to get to what i need to without having to expend my valuable resources that's kind of like the bread and butter of survival horror yeah well i mean in horror in general because horror itself is just all about restriction i feel at least in video games um because like what is your outbreaks and your alien whatever it was called alien something you're thinking of dead space maybe no 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 there was an alien movie there was an alien game that was along the veins of like outbreak and stuff like that where you were you had limited resources and you really had no good way to fight the enemy so you had to hide okay Amnesia Dark Descent, or Amnesia, the Amnesia games were another instance of that. You didn't really have a good way to fight them. You had to, like, hide and run away and stuff. And those always felt... I never really played them because um, they felt too scary or whatever. Like, I didn't want to get caught, basically. And so... so, You were a big sissy, too, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like not being able to do anything other than just run away right added an element of suspension or you know of suspense to me that made it too much but like for resident evil games even the 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 early games there was there was always there was nothing that you were facing that you couldn't destroy if you wanted to yeah there was just the instance of i could i could take out this zombie but in the process i may end up using up too much ammo to a point where I'm going to be in a really hairy situation down the line. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there was always a struggle. There was always struggle and and conquest that was occurring there, right? I mean, there was always an option that you could progress. And there was always a wall. Like, death wasn't nearly as restricting it felt like, right? I mean, yes, you'd go back to some save point. I don't know. Yeah, for, for me... The, that just in general is just how like horror works in that instance. But well, I mean, I've heard bosses referred to as progression checkpoints in the mm-hmm. Resident Evil franchise, right? If you've if you've played poorly up to a certain point, you're not going to be able to get past a boss because you're not going to have the resources that you need in order to to finish that boss fight. Because unlike the other fights in the game that you can maybe skip if you're stealthy and you sneak around, you can't 
you can't avoid a boss fight. That has to happen. So that's going to eat resources, whether you like it or not. And if you don't have the resources to win the fight, then you're stuck. You're not going to get any further. Yeah, I never really hit around. I never really sneaked around. Um, I just manage the resources in ways that, like, always go for, like, specific amounts of damage, the maximum amounts of damage, so that you could maximize uh, the resources that you expended, right? Oh, yeah. Especially with the fact, like, that you've got the knife and stuff, like, you know, it, like, you might set up a pattern where it was like sh one shot two shot and the knife or something like that so that yeah. you didn't have to expend that third bullet so that you could save along the way yeah i mean they're, they're... i didn't really like yeah i didn't really ever hide or anything or sneak past enemies uh, unless it was ones that were explicitly the ones you were supposed to sneak past it's situations right. where the fight was like so ridiculous that yes theoretically you could kill that enemy but you would be completely out of resources at that point Mm. And, and like there was a specific designed way to like sneak past them. Uh, the most the ones I remember the most would be like in Nemesis. Um, there were instant. I think there. Were, I think you could drive off Nemesis with enough damage, but usually it was better just to just run. <laughs> well, the way that I've seen it, the way that I've seen it explained, or the way that it's been recommended to, to do it is your first playthrough, just run. Like once you've played through and you know what to expect. If you take out Nemesis, you get custom weapon parts that make more powerful weapons. That's how you get your Magnum in, in Resident Evil 3, is by defeating Nemesis in certain areas. Um, as opposed to, say, Resident Evil 2 that had Mr. X, which was a Nemesis-like character that could not be killed. You could stop him and he would drop ammo and stuff, but you couldn't kill him and he would just come back later. Yeah. Nemesis took that whole concept and kind of dialed it up to 11 by saying, okay, if you take me out, here's some custom weapon parts you can use to make this badass gun. Um, which was, you know, an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. But on the, subject of, on the subject of re-releases, or remakes, Resident Evil 2 and 3 both had fantastic remakes that started, you said, in 2019. And I believe they released about a year apart. Mm -hmm. um, they're based on the RE engine, which is what Capcom's used for Resident Evil from 7 onward, right? And that was a first-person engine. But 2 and 3 have demonstrated they can use it to do the over-the-shoulder camera as well. And the reason that I like that is that unlike Resident Evil 4, which was a sort of, like, action game with horror trappings, right? Resident Evil 2 and 3, 2 more so than 3, because 3 has its action set pieces and things. But Resident Evil 2 Remake is very much a horror game it is very much a game where you can find yourself backed into a corner surrounded by zombies you know you're out of resources or what have you I i've jumped quite a bit playing re2 uh and again i'm a big sissy but like it's it can be a scary game it's genuinely scary and i think what i like about that is it proves that you can take that engine from re4 and use it to make a scary game and i think that's what we're gonna see next year with RE4 Remake. We're going to see a, a scary version of a game that wasn't super scary to begin with, and I feel like that, to me, is is more than enough to justify picking it up. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like it's probably going to be a remake that exists for what Resident Evil 4 is. I don't know. I mean, maybe it might shift more towards the, the survival horror aspect, 
but if that was the case, then wouldn't they have just played one of the other ones, right? Well, I've looked at I've looked at the footage and stuff, the the teaser trailers and things, and that's kind of what I get out of it. Now, I could be wrong, you know, but that's that's what I get from the the footage that's been out there. I would say watch the trailer and then tell me what you think. Um, if you think that I'm wrong, then okay, we can talk about that. But this is where my head's at. But well, in particular, right? This 2023 remake is not the first time Resident Evil 4 has been re-released. Um, give us a count, Aaron, because <laughs> I, I know I know you had the list in front of you. So just like bring it up, give us a count, and let us know where at all could you play Resident Evil 4. You could play it on GameCube, PlayStation 2, PC, Wii, Zebo, whatever the fuck that is. It's a console that plays mobile phone ports. Hmm. Which is interesting because there was yet no mobile phone port for it. Yeah. Um, but then the year after uh, was iOS. Then PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Android, PC again, Wii U, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Switch and Oculus Quest. Yeah, that makes what fourteen total different versions of Resident Evil Four. Yeah, you could roughly. Now, for the record, the iOS port is no longer available. You can't get that anywhere. And um, the Zebo is literally just a console that plays mobile phone games. So, well, part of the reason why you can't get the iOS one anymore is because Apple sucks. Well, I mean, I agree, but. Because, uh, well, because, like, I mean, like, Android, there's never going to be an instance where you can't get the Android one because you can find the package somewhere and you can directly install it on your phone. Mm-hmm. But iOS isn't going to give you that opportunity without a lot of hoops. But that's the, the point that I was making was even if you cut those ports out, there are still over 10 different versions of Resident Evil 4. Like, if you play video how many, games, how many versions of Resident Evil 4 do you own, John? Do I own specifically? I own five. <laughs> <laughs> I own five that I'm aware of because I have it on GameCube. I have it on PS2. I have it on 360. I have it on Xbox One. And I, I believe I have the PC version as well. Like, I I have a lot of, of Resident Evil 4. And I've, I've played through Resident Evil 4 a good number of times. But... um. I mean, and there are a couple of different versions of Resident Evil 4 that I would say most of those are ports. Most of those are just re-releases. There are, like I said to you, there are what I would consider three versions of, or three different versions of Resident Evil, two of which I would count as remakes, right? The PS2 version, I would count as a remake because it adds a bunch of extra features the original GameCube release didn't have. Like the PLR laser, the separate ways campaign, the new costumes, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and Resident Evil 4 VR, I would constitute, is a remake rather than a re-release. Yeah, it uses the same assets and things, but it's an entirely different engine. It plays differently. Like, Aaron, you've played it. You know. Like, why mm-hmm. am I telling you? Like, you don't, like, it's a whole different animal. Um, it's tough though because the thing is is that yes um, really all that's changed though is pers- the perspective but I don't know dude you can dual wield in that one like you can't dual wield in the original Resident Evil oh yeah that's right you can that was yeah. fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah see see 
It is fun. No, I'm not saying that the, the, the VR version is, is bad in any way. It's a great experience. Um, I'm just, there's like I'm trying to think how it, and it does feel a lot different because they did a lot of changes to make it, make it VR supportable. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's fair. No. Feel, there's I'd a few things that I wish they hadn't done. Like they changed a bunch of the dialogue and things and they got rid of an Easter egg because they thought it was inappropriate, which it was inappropriate. Sure. But it was funny. Like, like Leon can look up Ashley's skirt if she's positioned in the right area in the original releases of Resident Evil 4. And apparently pe people thought that was inappropriate. They're not wrong, but it was funny. <laughs> funny. It was a funny joke. And for what it's worth, in the other versions of Ashley's costume, where she's not wearing a skirt, that doesn't work. So that proves that they knew that people were going to do that, and they were like, we're going to have a little fun with it. <laughs> I don't well, think... Well, I mean, I do remember there was this game, this uh, high school cheerleader zombie chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that game. <laughs> that had an achievement if you looked under the skirt. Yeah, I, I I got that. <laughs> I was just curious because I was like, I saw the achievement, and I'm like, now that I know there's an achievement for it, I got to try. Um, <laughs> so I mean, like, come on, it, it's 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 all in good fun, people. Like, but it's neither here nor there. I guess the point that I was making was there have been three what I would call versions of Resident Evil Four. Two of them that are are remakes, and then. 10 different just re-releases of the same game. Now, for what it's worth, um, I think that the Wii version is considered by fans to be arguably the best version of Resident Evil 4 out there because the Wii controls are so intuitive and it has the updated GameCube graphics and all the PS2 extra features as well. Well, then I'd say the VR one's probably along the way that they're well, there the, too. the VR version is just Leon's campaign. The VR version doesn't include like assignment ADA or separate ways. And I don't think it has mercenaries on it. It does. It does. Okay. I'd want to play for mercenaries then for sure. I'd yeah. scream at a little girl when I got my, he's got all of the unlockables and stuff like that. Hmm. No, no, it was, yeah. Like I said, it was a great experience being able to do a wield stuff. Um, just experiencing it in first person. TMP in one hand and a hand cannon in the other. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yeah. Um, for me, it didn't didn't feel too bad to to play um, like mm -hmm. dizzy wise or anything like that, which you think it would be because it's a pretty actiony game, right? Yeah. I mean, it still had ammo management, right? It's I mean, saying you play it a little bit differently too, though. You use like that the little teleport feature rather than moving with the controller because it's disorienting for you for sure um, right yeah like uh yeah i don't know for anybody who's done the vr imagine there's a reason why there's usually two supported methods of movement and that's the teleporting and the just stick movement and that's because yeah. the stick movement can be disorienting for some people yeah especially if you're I, I i can't speak to resident evil 4 because i don't have a quest 2 i just have the regular quest that you sent me um, but I did play around with VR chat just to see like what mm. that was like, and that that supports like the the analog stick movement and things, and yeah, it can be a little disorienting, you know. It's, yeah, and I mean in those cases, like the VR chat is, 
you're not doing a lot, right? You're not looking yeah. around a bunch when you're when you're moving. And you're not looking in 17 different directions. You're not holding your arms out with imaginary firearms in them. You know, <laughs> I can it'll, imagine it'll that's up for sure. that much, it can be very disorienting. And like for me, VR gaming is disorienting in and of itself. Like I've bumped into many a chair or table or whatever. Like, and it's hard to find a space big enough and adequate to do VR gaming um, in in my apartment, let's say. But I, I I do think it's an interesting and a worthwhile sort of uh, endeavor to give it a shot if you can get your hands on a VR rig, a VR headset. There's plenty of good VR experiences out there now. There weren't there weren't originally back in the day, but they've they've since gotten to to have some really cool experiences as well. Yeah, the more people that pick up pick it up, the more interest there is on developers to release products for it. Yeah, and um, VR, speaking of new re VRs. There's another one coming that's also Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil The Village is getting a VR release. Oh. I would love to see Resident Evil 7 get like a widespread VR release because it's on PlayStation VR, but that's the only version of it you can play in VR. And I don't have a PlayStation because I'm a heterosexual. Uh, so I, I can't. You're here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. John's thoughts on PlayStation users. <laughs> I, I, I just like shooting on PlayStation users. <laughs> it's ironic that three of the people I know that own PlayStations are, in fact, gay. Because that's, like, I'm 110% kidding. <laughs> but but it, it, that's just an ironic... We do have that. some justifications here. <laughs> that being said, no. Game on whatever you game on, guys. I'm not here to tell anyone how to live their life. But I would like to see... Uh, I would like to see stuff like that kind of become more widespread and more readily available. Um, some of us don't have the money to buy every new console that comes out. I've known some people like that. They're I'm like, oh, oh, you got the new Soul Calibur game. What'd you get it on? Oh, everything. So you have three copies of the same game. No, I have like five. Why? Well, because each version only allows you to save so many created characters. Like, how many is it per version? Like twenty. So they needed a hundred different characters, basically. Apparently, this person in particular, who I will not name, it, every time a new console generation comes out, he buys every console. Mm. And I don't, I don't have that kind of money. If I did, I don't think I would spend it on every console. But I mean, I can kind of like so. One console is your primary console, right? But, I mean, it would be nice to have the other consoles to be able to play that console exclusive stuff. Yeah, I think that, that's, um, but I mean, that's, yeah. that's his justification for it. Is I don't want a game to come out that I can't play. Yeah. that That's his that's his justification for it. If a game comes out that I want to play, I don't want to be unable to play it because I don't have the system it's on. And, and it's that's, like, that's a great justification. That's for fair. Me. Yeah. If you've got that kind of money, go for it. I, I don't. I work for barely enough money to afford to keep a roof over my head. Every once in a while, I get to buy something nice for myself. Um, that's pretty much it. That's my life. Um, so, if if I had so that comic off, book takes off, <laughs> yeah, well, even then it won't be. I won't be no. fabulously wealthy. Uh, well, it might be picked up by Joss Whedon, and then you could, and then you could be like, oh no. <laughs> I hope this releases after the Buffy episode <laughs> so that people have context for that joke. 
if it doesn't so like it'd be like look to the table's main episode that that's doing the buffy movie review and if it's not out yet just wait and <laughs> that'll make more sense yeah, and then the joke will make more sense and you can come back in your review and go i didn't get it but then i lulled um <laughs> but that's that's a little bit um that's a little bit too far off from center but yeah basically resident evil 4 has received a million and one re-releases and i think you said five and six haven't gotten as many by comparison like resident evil 4 had 13 and i think you said five had six and six had like five yeah, yeah they've been much more just like a no remakes or anything like that they yeah. haven't they haven't been as popular so they definitely just kind of like here's it here's this available on like all of the latest consoles kind of thing yeah, and then that's it. It in case you want to play it yeah yeah i mean and they add like maybe they add new skins or whatever because i noticed like on the uh on the resident evil remake like on the hd version of the original resident evil there are like bsaa skins for chris and jill mm. and those didn't exist when this game came out because resident evil 5 wasn't a thing yet so they added these new skins in it's like oh okay so they did add a little bit of something um, but like new skins do not a re-release or a remake count, you know, like just, just new skins by themselves. I don't think is enough to call it a re a remake. No, I would agree. Uh, especially because like, I mean, some games already supported skins, right? And yeah. so then really you're just, you're just adding like a new asset and that's it. I mean, it's the minimum yeah. that you could do to be changing this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's. That's one of the problems I think we've seen over over uh, Retro Remix here is some of the re-releases or the remakes that we've reviewed are literally the bare minimum effort. It's it's just throwing this out there and it's the barest minimum. You know, they might add a little graphical retouch here or there, but it's... And as an audience, um, th those, those burn us out real quick. I mean, mm -hmm. really, when it comes down to it, if Resident Evil wasn't such a popular franchise, I feel like that some of that could have been the death of it, right? I mean, like if it wasn't as popular and they kept this kind of same release schedule, um, re-releases and stuff like that, uh, probably people would probably be like, "Okay, I'm I'm done, right? I don't need another version." And then they would. Well, here's my interested. here's my question for you: Is I I understand what you're saying. People that have been following it from from day one are going to get burned out on re-releases. But people who've been following it from day one, I doubt they're going to buy every re-released version of the game they already own. Assuming they can already play it on what they have, why would they buy another version? Um, but I do feel like each of these re-releases has the potential to introduce new players to a game that, you know, their, their cool uncle said was a cool game, you know, or... Their older brother played it and thought it was cool, but they didn't have their copy anymore. So now it's like, oh, you can't play this. But these re-releases are like, oh, okay, now it's available on this thing that I have and I can play it. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be every console generation. No, I think that's fair. Um, I think I, mean, I, think I do. Fair. I do see. And then I, to bring it up again, because we, I felt Mega Man did it well, right? They was about ten years between last release and new collection. And I felt yeah. that was a good amount of time, right? I mean, the people before that are, or were, have a chance to experience it on the old console, and the people after that get to get to work with a collection. Well, and that, then, yeah, and and it's a collection. 
And while you do see that, like the um, the versions to, to to bring us back to Resident Evil, mm-hmm. um, the versions of Resident Evil that I purchased on the Xbox One, I got it as a package deal. Like when I bought uh, Resident Evil Two and Three Remake, I bought it as the Raccoon City Edition, which was Resident Evil Two and Three, and I think you got Resident Evil Resistance as well, um, which is like a multiplayer Resident Evil game. And I don't know that it's done very well, but it, it's a thing out there in the world that exists. Um, yeah, because we didn't even talk about like Resident Evil games that are not the main series, and there have been quite a lot of them. The same with Resident Evil Four, Five, and Six. I bought that as a triple pack. Granted, it's just here's a license for these three games, but yeah. I bought it all in one go. Now, yeah. would it like be cool here's download that... codes for each three games. <laughs> now, would it be cool to see that as like a hub, like the Resident Evil hub, and you could just have access to all your Resident Evil games? Yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd be all for that. Yeah, I'd be it's all... weird that they haven't really done that because I mean, it's Capcom, and they've they've done that with other releases. I think that would be a really cool like special edition release box for Resident Evil with just uh like fancy like disc versions of all the games like the originals and all that i mean you're that'd be a very expensive i think purchase but you well, would have okay so we brought this up before um last time uh what would your idealized collection like they, they announced 2023 coming like early 2023 this is the definitive resident evil that you should always that you should get what would it have in it um, I'm a physical media goblin, so mm-hmm. I, I want I want discs. I want I want at least like a three disc set situation because I want the I want a disc of Resident Evil's one, two, and three, right? Yeah. Then I want a disc of four, five, and six. Then give me a disc, or you know, a, a special features disc or whatever, right? Then I want a um, a behind the scenes book like of all interviews with creators and things like that um concept art that sort of thing give me you know like a fancy little guga like a belt buckle or a chainsaw charm or something like that and put it all in a really neat box so john's john's super special ultimate big swing the dick around edition <laughs> a steel bookcase there you go how about that yeah. Um, add, add all the different stuff. You want a map too? Let's make a nice map. Uh, well, you know, if you could have a map for the whole thing, yeah. But I mean, like, since they're very different locations, like, I think you'd need like several maps. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a, a Raccoon City map would be very traditional. I love Raccoon City. That that'd be cool. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Um, no, you know, you know what though, I wouldn't mind seeing a re-release of the original versions of Resident Evil's one, two, and three, right? Because the versions we have now are, at least for two and three, they're entirely different games. So well, I, I, think there's mind- a, I think there's a re-release, right? So if if you wanted to play the original two, um, there is an original two re-release. Uh, believe it's on PC only. PlayStation three. Oh, yeah. PlayStation only. I guess. Sure. PlayStation. Yeah. Um, um, GameCube. Bank on your dual shocks, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, the GameCube has re-releases of Resident Evil 2 and 3, but... GameCube, PlayStation, those basically were really where it came for 2 and 3s. I wouldn't mind seeing a multi-platform release of those games in addition to, like, the Raccoon City edition of 2 and 3. 
So let's say, let's do four discs, all right? First disc, the original versions of Resident Evil's 1, 2, and 3. Disc 2, Resident Evil's 4, 5, and 6. Disc 3, Raccoon City edition of Resident Evil's 2 and 3. And then a special features disc for disc 4. Well, what would your special features be? Um, like Museum gallery, the, that kind of stuff? Behind-the-scenes footage, uh, BGM gallery, interviews with creators. Maybe, um, maybe a version of the Resident Evil stage play that they did in Japan. I feel like that'd be cool. Because that's, that's rare stuff, right? Like, not everyone knows about that. So, I could be all I could be all for that. Give us some rare behind-the-scenes stuff that maybe not everyone's seen. Put that on its own Blu-ray. I'd be down for that. Um, and then, like, yeah, I guess maybe a map of Raccoon City would be cool. Um, some sort of Metal Guga. Because if you're going to do a big special edition, you need some sort of Metal Guga. Um, <laughs> and, like, a, a behind-the-scenes interview book or whatever. And a, and a nice fancy box. I say that because so many of these re-releases are just here's the thing of cardboard or whatever. Like there was a re there was a version of uh not to go too far off topic, but there was a version of that 70s show that was released in a, a record case. And it was called the Stash Edition. And I would love to get that because that case was just really cool. So I mean, like, that's what I mean when I say I want a fancy box. I want a case that you're gonna look at and go, that's fucking awesome. I want that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I think I, I think that would be I, that would definitely I I'd pay a hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks for that. Yeah, and that's really I mean like I would that's the price point I would see for something like that. Yeah. Now how about, how about my... a statue of uh, how about a statue of Chris Redfield or Leon or maybe a different edition like pick your statue, you know mm. the Chris Redfield set or the Jill Valentine set or the Leon S Kennedy set. You know, and you pick. What about like, um, because Resident Evil Four did those like, those little token minis, right from the gallery in-game gallery. Cap thing. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice to like get maybe like uh, some of those in there too, Um, Mm -hmm. because then you could fit more of them, right? Is like that. I mean, because one big statue would be nice, but then I'd be like, do I want Chris or do I want like a zombie? Like -hmm. the traditional zombie would another be another great choice, I think, for that. Okay. Fair enough. I won't argue with you there. Um, um, but if they were pop caps or something smaller, then I could get multiples, and then I could be, and then I'd be like, okay, I've got the Chris, and I got the zombie, and I even got like variant zombies. Yeah, here, here's here's the Ada, or you know, yeah, here's the gun or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I'd I'd be all for like a, a cool special edition of that, and I'd I'd pay two hundred bucks for that, you know. But I mean, like, it's kind of the way gaming is. It's kind of going the way of the dodo, that kind of thing. Um, no, that stuff still exists. I mean, it's just it's a collector's thing, right? And well, you're gonna... not to go too far off, but um, I went to GameStop the other day, and I was asking them about their uh, the uh, special edition version of Assassin's Creed Mirage, right? And it's a big fancy look at my giant dick edition of Assassin's Creed Mirage. It comes with a statue and all that stuff. I wanted to get it through the store. Apparently it's online only. And it doesn't provide you with a physical copy of the game. This is the thing that's weird. They send you a steelbook case that has no game inside it. It has a digital download code. And that, the game, well, yeah, is the disc is no longer important. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's... Well, for me, because then that's all of the collectible stuff. That's like, you know... 
that's nice to have all of that different elements right but then i don't need i don't need the disc the disc itself is just the thing i'd rather just have the game in any way but then i still get all the collector stuff i still get the statues and stuff like that i'm good with that mm. and i'm not saying i'm not saying you shouldn't be i just i'm just saying that gaming like that is starting to go the way of the dodo and i think you're gonna see less and less of that kind of stuff because they're just gonna sell the statues and things separately yeah well i mean there's always going to be a subset that want discs uh, present company included. <laughs> awesome. I love you guys. So I don't think that's going to go away. Um, it may reduce, right? Because I think that there's a vast majority of people that just don't care about the disc and just care about the game. But that doesn't mean they don't care about collectibles. So what I see is, yeah. and I've already seen this in a couple of editions. In fact, I, I saw it for a Destiny edition that I picked up was... The collectibles, no game. Not even a download code for it. Just no game. It was all of the collectibles that you'd get for the game. They just assume you would already have the game. Yes. In that particular case, um, like the bundles were just sold out. I was like, oh, that's interesting that they sell one without the game. And so, so yeah. Ah, I see. So that was... And it was right. still reduced. Like, it's not like it cost more because the game wasn't included because I had to buy the game separately. It was less than because the game wasn't included. So, yeah. Bundles and things. Resident Evil's had some weird bundles as well. Um, Resident Evil 4 in particular, both on GameCube and on PlayStation, had a bundle that came with this odd chainsaw controller. And uh, it's apparently a very expensive collector's item now. It's like a $300 like item to find. But there's two different versions of Resident Evil 4 with this chainsaw controller. I think the GameCube one was yellow and the, the PS2 one was red. Hmm. Um, and they're not cheap. Like they're very expensive, but they come in this really nifty kind of case. And I well, you mean very cool. expensive now, nowadays? Yeah, they're like 300 bucks. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't, they're not making them anymore. <laughs> Those things just start going up. Well, I mean, I, I was under the, I'm, I'm not certain on this, but I was under the impression they were pretty expensive back in the day too, but I mean, that's just where I'm coming from. Sure. I mean, well, yeah. On the subject of random editions of Resident Evil as well, because um, this one was... Resident Evil 6 had a version of the game that cost over $1,000. It had the it had the game for your chosen platform, all this extra stuff, and a replica of Leon's leather jacket that you got alongside the game and that's i'm can only imagine that's why it was over a thousand dollars because those jackets could not have been cheap to make um but i do know that that was a very expensive version of resident evil 6 uh for a game that while not bad didn't feel like a resident evil game to me yeah uh -huh. well i mean that was the the height of the action releases yeah. of resident evil like I said, from a scale of 0 to 10, where 0 is pure survival horror and 10 is pure action, Resident Evil 6 was a 12. Um, and then, you know, I mean, the outcry from the fans basically was like, well, we want something, you know, it's like we're done with this. You know, we, we want something more like the original Resident Evils. And so they yeah. were like, okay. They then yeah. released Resident uh, Evil 7. I actually saw something about that while we're on that subject that I think is why we got seven the way we did and why we got village the way we did um because resident evil 6 came out right and the fan outcry was this is cool but we want something more like the original 
So Capcom listened and was like, okay, well, we'll give you something more like the original. And they gave Resident Evil 7. But a lot of the people that were saying, we want something more like the original, their original was Resident Evil 4. That was the game they came in on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for them, they wanted something more like Resident Evil 4, but what they said was original. So when they got Village and that was scary and Resident Evil 1-ish again, they were like, this isn't exactly what we meant. So they got Village instead. Village was the love letter to Resident Evil 4 that they thought 7 was going to be. <laughs> that was the way it was explained to me, and I was like, yeah, I, I get that. I could see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, you're talking a generational difference there, right? Uh, the people who grew up playing the original Resident Evils are not the same people who grew up playing Resident Evil 4. And there was such a time difference between those that, that yeah, the people who grew up playing Resident Evil 4... Um, were the audience really um, for the new Resident Evil games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's and always yeah, been- seven was definitely much more like uh, the original Resident Evil games, with a bit of like a first-person coat of paint on it, so to say. Yeah. Uh, and then that was yeah, that was a little too that was a little too like the original survival horrors. Um, it it's more like Outbreak and stuff like that, and I, I like a little more agency or control in my. Resident Evil, I guess. Put it to you this way. I haven't finished Resident Evil 7 because for a moment I forgot I was playing a survival horror game and now I have no ammo. Um, <laughs> like, because I've gotten so used to the later Resident Evil games where enemies drop ammo and like you never run out of bullets that I started just attacking everything as though I had forgotten that I was playing a survival horror game and if you don't have to kill it, you really should just get away from it. Uh-huh. So I'm in a position now where I was like, I'm, I'm inclined to just start the game over again because I'm in an area where I don't think I can get through with what I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and that's kind of yeah. when you're playing a survival horror game, right? You you play to a point where you're like, oh, I've, I've used up my resources. I don't think I can get any further. And then you go back and play again. But now you have better. Yeah, now. but I mean, that's, that's a time... Because, like, I'd like... I'd like something mixed between there, right? So, like, yes, I ran out of resources, and then I need some way to go back without... Because, I mean, like, it's like, yes, I ran out of resources, and that's it, so start over. That that kills a game for me. I was like, I'm not going to play again. I mean, it's going to be years before I come back and play this game, because I just played the fucking game. I'm not going to play it again. That's okay, that's fair, sure. Uh, unless they have some easy way to to shortcut that that experience again i don't want to start from scratch again I'd, if there was some way to kind of like cut back to half or something like that I think but that's yeah why you can they, get in situations where you really screwed yourself in this i think that's why they gave you the ability to buy ammo in village which was something that you couldn't normally do not even in resident evil 4 where they introduced the shopkeeper character you couldn't buy bullets you could buy guns mm-hmm. i mean the, the best way you could buy bullets and here's a little a little hack for Resident Evil 4 newbies. Um, upgrading your weapon's capacity also refills it. So if you're out of ammunition for, say, your rifle, and you have a rifle section and you need a few bullets, if you upgrade the rifle's capacity, then the shopkeep reloads the rifle for you. And your rifle will be full. Not much in the early stages, but in the later, it can be a big difference. Well... Especially with the, gun, the the types of weapons that only have so much ammo. Yeah. 
right? I mean, that was like major when it comes to like Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you've only got, you know, like five Magnum shells or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, you can play like half the game and pick up like five Magnum shells. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So you get right. down to four, or get down to one, and then basically, you know, refill it for, for I mean, a cost that's yeah. kind of large, but then nothing compared to, like, not being able to find ammo. No, yeah, buying ammo was definitely an experience um, in the village. And then you still have, like, I mean, you still can't go loaded to bear because you have an inventory capacity, right? Yeah. And you want to be able to buy, you want to be able to pick up all the, the things that, that, that you experience in the new section. So it's a balancing act between how much ammo should you bring versus how much, yeah. And then not to mention, if you buy all that stuff, you run out of ability to like upgrade or to do anything else, right? You've just bought ammo for like the basic guns, and then at some point, you you're gonna run into a wall there too. Depending on how the game is going for me, right? My general rule of thumb when it comes to inventory management in the new Resident Evil games is this: you carry no more than three guns. You carry ammo for those three guns. You carry a healing item. You carry a defensive item. That's it. That way, any other inventory space you have is good for key items and whatever you might pick up along the way. Mm -hmm. Chances are you are not going to blow through so much of your stuff that you're going to run out of ammo or you're going to run out of room for inventory space. Now... I'm not a I'm not a Resident Evil speedrunner or anything like that. I've seen people do speedruns of like RE2 where they only pick up exactly what they need. Like and they well, only it's all it's all optimized to them, right? I mean any even if they if even if they got something that helped them out, if it took too long to get it, then you know, then they lose they already lose. Yeah. Because exactly. it's it's a race to them. Yeah, it's about getting through the game as quickly as possible. You can beat RE2, by the by, in uh less than two hours. If you know what you're doing, mm. um, yeah. For me, my strategy usually in that kind of in that kind of situation is one or two weapons only, so I can use these. Well, this was especially for village. Um, it was so I could use the other weapons' ammos to uh, inflate my 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 money and to 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 give me more access to more cash, basically. Sell off ammo for more money is what you're saying. Yep. Okay. And then, and then, I mean, I really because like I, I do like handgun and I do uh, some big damage dealer, right? So handgun would be your primary source of, of attack for most of everything, and then you'd have that big damage for anything that jumped out at you um, or did something. Was, I think it was like handgun and shotgun is what I did. So like when Aaron would scream and freak out, it was immediately pull the trigger on the shotgun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or because you know, like, aim yeah. with the shotgun, just point in the general direction of the thing, and it's not there anymore. <laughs> I, I love the way that's explained to people. I think, well, I think it was Bill Burr that went out to buy a gun, and they told him to buy a shotgun because you didn't have to aim. <laughs> just point it in the general direction of something, and it's not bothering you anymore. <laughs> yeah, which is silly, though. I mean, like, it's. There, there's still weapons that are designed to be more accurate than that, right? I mean, like, you might get, like, this big of a hole from, <laughs> um, from, like, 10 yards, I think, or something like that. I mean, it's not, it's not, like, it's not, like, gatter shots. You're not working with a blunderbuss here or something. <laughs> that would be amazing. 
just one hand a blunderbuss. Blow your fucking shoulder out completely. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess to uh, to some to summarize to in, in summation, I can I can English I can word. Um, Resident Evil is a fantastic series of games. Um, we can talk about the movies on the regular table podcast. Should we get to it? October. It's October now. We're doing spooky stuff, so that's a possibility. But um. It's a great series of games. It's received a large, large number of re-releases and a few really solid remakes that are absolutely worth your time. Um, I think if you enjoy the series, you should check out as much of it as you can. There are a bunch of games we didn't even cover in this episode. Like We didn't talk about uh, the, the Dark Side Chronicles or the Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't do any spin-offs or anything like that. Operation Although in City, Resident Evil Survivor, Resident Evil Dead Aim, mm -hmm. uh, the Resident Evil Revelation series, all that the stuff. <laughs> the Resident yeah. Evil Pachinko uh, series. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I mean, and that's not, th those aren't remakes or anything. I mean, you know, so we so can talk not really release it. Well, I mean, because I don't think there was really, all, all the spin-offs didn't really have much in the way of re-releases. There was a no. few scattering ones, but no, it was really the, the main games. Um, and which, for me, I'd like to see some of that stuff come back in like my, my Ultimate Collector's Edition, because there's no other way to really play them, necessarily. Um, yeah, you know, that's, a, that's a good point. We talked about my Ultimate Collector's Edition what I, and what I would have. What would you have in yours, then? Well, I'd have the main games. Um, Village and Seven, I guess, are too new that I just I wouldn't see the cost to include them in some special collection would probably be too much for me. So I'd see one to three, and I'd see uh, four to six. I'd see probably um, I want to say like a few of the a few of the series, the ones that never really got any remakes or anything like that. So, um, like Survivor. Dark Side Chronicles. Uh, it's because it's been a while since those came out. The Umbrella, Umbrella Chronicles, uh, Outbreak, and the second oh, Outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Resident Evil Survivor. Yeah, oh, God. And Survivor 2. So, yeah. I think uh, the Survivor series, the Outbreak series, and then the Chronicle series, which is just a couple different ones that are just called Chronicles. And that then Resident Evil Dead Aim, by the by. Yeah. Is, uh, Revelations. Four. Yeah, the Revelation series. Yeah. And then that probably, I mean, because at that point, I think that would be quite a lot too. That would be probably two discs in and of itself. Hmm. And then I think that would be it. Um, because mine, I'm talking, so you, yours was the Super Mega Edition there. I'm talking like the Digital Collector's Edition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, right. has the games, many maybe games. Has, um, has uh, some digital download, like some some music and some artwork and stuff that I could get access to. Uh, has maybe like a uh, a centralized menu, so that that maybe like a a, a wrapper, kind of like they did with Sonic, that has like galleries and has like some additional stuff like that. Yeah, like a hub menu kind of thing. Yep, yeah. and then uh, yeah, that's about it. I think I think that'd be cool. I, I I could be down for that. Like the, I mean that would still be like two hundred bucks, you know, 
Because you're talking about up there. Yeah. You're talking I about think... a lot of, a lot of titles because you're talking about the the full mainline Resident Evil series, right? Resident Evil's one through six, you know, and then you're talking about all the spin-off titles, you know. I mean, we, and there was there was probably nine-ish uh, spin-off titles that were included in there. Yeah, um, so, all of them really old though. Um, I'd say I'd probably of, price that at a hundred dollars. And some of those are very rare, uh, by the by. Well, rare because they haven't been released again. It's yeah, part of yeah, the form. Exactly. I mean, and that's because they're not released digitally. So, like Survivor, you're gonna have to get a physical copy of it. You know, um, Dead Aim is a game you'd have to get a physical copy of. It was yeah. only released on PlayStation Two. So it'd be um, nice to have those, you know, remade so that we yeah, have, I think, have I think it'd be cool to have those games more widely available. Um, so I, I, I agree with you there. I think it's a great idea. And then given that price point, I'd probably say $100 for the base and then $250 for, for your edition. Maybe $300. So um, I think uh, final thoughts on, uh, on Resident Evil as a franchise? For I mean... I know you've said there are way too many re-releases, so definitely a lot of re-releases. I it felt like there was always some Resident Evil coming out, and you know, I just was, I was always just waiting for the the, the good the next good one, basically. <clears throat> I like the remakes that they did. Uh, I felt like the, those were really good. Two and three and one, which was the GameCube one, so it'd been a long time, but I mean, it was still great compared to the original uh, i did like resident Evil 4's vr remake um so overall i'd say there was a lot of re-releases but even then the series was strong enough to hold through that and so they released some gems of a re of uh, remakes and stuff too they yeah. too much on the re-releases but the remakes that they made were always good yeah yeah anytime that they got a remake of a game rather than just pouring it to another console it's it's always been worthwhile i think it's always worth picking up um i've picked up multiple versions of the same game like i, I have five different versions of resident evil 4 but that was primarily because like i wasn't playing the gamecube version anymore like my gamecube was put away uh yeah. so i got it on playstation so i could play it on playstation or a friend of mine gave me a copy you know or whatever a lot of that was just me getting stuff because it was on sale or i wasn't playing the copy i had and i wanted to replay it this is easier than busting out the ps2 you know that kind of thing um, so a lot of re-releases but uh, or a lot of versions that you potentially own but nowhere near like uh skyrim levels <laughs> oh god right <laughs> yeah they've offered skyrim so many times i think it's just free on game pass now like if you have game yeah. pass we're just gonna let you play skyrim like we're not we're never taking this off of the service i think that that <laughs> i think it's safe to say right to um to kind of end on a slightly off kilter note it's safe to say when it comes to uh microsoft's game pass service there are certain games that are likely never going to be removed from game pass service uh example being like the master chief collection of halo you know or really any halo title that finds its way there it's probably oh, any microsoft title is not leaving basically right because uh, I think the reason that things leave primarily is because they're licenses that they've, you know, to, yeah, to basically licensing. get these games for free have, have run out and they didn't renew them. Yeah. So 
Final thoughts, yes, I think Resident Evil did well with remakes, poorly with re-releases. Look forward to Resident Evil 4's remake coming out next year. Um, the Resident Evil 7 VR remake that's coming out uh, soon, TM. <laughs> the, I thought Trade it was part. getting the, uh, the VR remake. Huh? I thought you said Village was getting the VR remake. Oh, did I say 7? Yeah, you did. Village. Resident Evil Village VR, which is coming out remake soon, trademark. 7 does have a VR version, but it's PlayStation exclusive. If you have PlayStation VR, you can check out the Resident Evil 7 VR version. And as much as I shit on PlayStation users, it is absolutely worth checking out. So by all means, if you can, pick it up. And with that, I think we'll be done. Yep, switch the power off, man. Yeah. Have a good day, everybody, and... See you next time.